peeps and bows, this is Hannah. I'm calling in from the Bay Area, and I got my girl Heidi from Chicago here as well. And you're listening to the BB's podcast, where we bring you along on our stories and share tips on how to navigate your 20s. So whether you're looking for advice or just some relatable content from two Asian American gals that are just trying to make it through life, grab a blanket, lay on the floor, and join us. In today's episode, we are talking about the day you came out of your mother's womb, birthdays. This is a timely topic for us as Hannah's birthday is right around the corner and my birthday was not too long ago. We are both turning 25, so what better way to reflect and bring you all in by talking about 25 things we learned in our 25 years. So I'll kick it off first with my first lesson, and that is everything you do and put into your body matters. So let me just repeat this one one more time. Everything you do and put into your body matters. So from the foods and drinks that we eat every day to the intentional effort of exercising and staying active, a balanced diet coupled with adding movement to your everyday life just affects everything. It affects your mind. It affects your attitude. And our bodies are constantly changing, and that also means the speed of our metabolism may change as we grow older. So we might think we could eat a bag of hot Cheetos back in the day. We wouldn't gain a pound, but maybe in a couple years, we would have to go for a run the day after. Um, So I'm not saying you have to eat clean and run five miles every day, but striking that right balance of indulging and discipline is key. Real talk, water should be everyone's best friend. Not to mention, it can help keep your skin hydrated and your glow hella sparkly. I second this completely, Heidi. Um, I remember, you know, whenever I would fall into like kind of a cranky mood, I hate that exercise would always make me feel a little bit better. Like going for just like a one mile run, the runner's Mm -hmm. high is real. I know. Mm -hmm. If you ever find yourself just in a crappy mood or feeling like crap, just get your body moving. I feel like it will make some difference at the very least. Exactly. So my second thing that I've learned in Mm -hmm. my 25 years is that eight hours of sleep every night is a non-negotiable for Mm -hmm. me personally. Um, I've noticed that I become a worse person when I'm running on very little sleep. And this is something that we could get away with in college because we were like constantly running like four to hours <laughs> a night. But yeah. as we're like getting older and life demands a lot more out of us with our job and balancing everything in life, it's really important to fuel our bodies with proper rest. And this is something my mom has lectured me about a lot mm-hmm. when I was younger and I've come to realize that she's right. It's really true that as you get older, you really become more and more like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten that before too, but plus one, everything Hannah said, I mean, if I had just listened and understood the importance of sleeping at a reasonable time and getting at least eight hours, then I think I would have suffered from less pimples and acne and maybe be a bit taller when I was going through puberty. So that is one regret I have growing Mm -hmm. up. My third lesson here, this is a three-part lesson. So just hear me out. Not everyone 
is meant to stay in your life forever. And people's roles in your life may change and that is completely okay. And be intentional about who you want to keep in your life. I remember growing up whenever I went through a friend breakup, sounds super dramatic, but it was more like friendship sizzling out. I used to dwell on the why and how the friendship ended. But now looking back, I realized that it's because the friendship was no longer serving both parties the way that we wanted it to. So either our perspectives on life changed or it's as simple as, you know, we both found friendships and connections that were deeper and even more aligned. Um, But it doesn't take away all the good memories and laughs that you shared with this person, because at one point, this person was a very important individual at that stage in your life. And this also bleeds into how we have to be intentional intentional about our relationships. Um, any healthy relationship is a two-way street that requires constant watering like a flower. I mean, sometimes you forget you have plants and you forget to water them and they start to wilt and die a little bit. But once you start giving it sunlight and nutrients that it needs, it can revive and then continue to grow in other ways that could be more beautiful. And so I heard this quote somewhere, and I think it is 100%. Maybe you weren't meant to be, but you were meant to meet. Oh, I love that. I think that's (laughs) a really positive way of looking at something that could be like really sad, like a friendship breakup, which personally, I think is worse than a relationship breakup. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, depends on how you look at it, for sure. Mm -hmm. So the next thing I learned is that you can't please everyone. So stop trying and also don't (laughs) feel too offended if you find out that someone doesn't like you. There's another quote that I've heard. It's like, you could be the um, like ripest, juiciest peach, but (laughs) the day there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Right. So it's like, stop trying to appeal to everyone or make everyone happy because it's Mm -hmm. just not possible and you'll tire yourself out trying to satisfy everyone Mm -hmm. so for example in my life I've had friends who told me you need to stand up for yourself (laughs) you need to like speak up more about things that bother you Mm -hmm. and I noticed that when I would do that more often I was told by other people like you're being (gasps) so aggressive you're you know like just completely um, swinging the opposite way and getting like the opposite um, reaction. yeah reaction or like feedback mm-hmm. from other people so I think that's really taught me that you just have to be you and be a good person to your own standards and not worry about what other people perceive of you yeah just be Hannah yeah Don't... I'm trying girl Try. <laughs> <laughs> everyone the right people will like what you have to offer in your true personality exactly. our t- our team So my next lesson is everyone is dealing with their own struggles. And I try to practice this mindset whenever I come across someone who is straight up rude to me. This kind of goes along with Hannah's lesson before, but we just never know the trauma or struggles that someone is facing. So don't be so quick to judge. And sometimes people just need another chance to show who they really are. And we all have our very own bad and ugly days. So just give people some grace. Give yourself grace. We all have those days where we're not all positive and happy and nice. I definitely resonate with that. It's like on the bad days, (laughs) like the one 
small thing that adds on to like a bunch of other bad things that happened just makes you snap and like you don't know what that person went through (laughs) that day they could have gone to a car accident that morning you didn't know so (laughs) Yeah. yeah exactly the next thing I've learned everyone's journey is different um, there are a lot of ways to go from point A to point B, and we don't always have to put ourselves on like a fast track through life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what matters at the end of the day is that you're making progress to get to the next point. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up. Um, I, I mean, I was thinking about like career and college and that kind of progression when I thought of this lesson, because I feel like a lot of us who went to a four year degree have this expectation that we need to know be promoted in x amount of years and um follow this timeline but there Mm -hmm. are also a lot of people out there who are like maybe a little later in their lives and just starting out in terms of their career progression and that's Mm -hmm. totally okay and it's unfortunate that it gets looked down upon but Mm -hmm. that's something that I like to remind myself that it's okay for me to take time to get from point a to point b that's a good point Hannah because I often think about what if I just took a gap year before I started college? I think back in high school, you see everyone progressing. And even if you want to try something new or if you want to take some extra time to work on yourself or, ju- or just do whatever before, quote unquote, real life begins and like you have to go to college and everything else um, follows after, maybe our lives would be more happier and fulfilling because we did take that time to get to know ourselves more, understand what our likes and dislikes before we're pushed into societal pressures and what our life Mm -hmm. needs to look like. Okay, here's my next one. (laughs) Be intentional about your shopping and your purchases. Girl, I cannot tell you the amount of junk I bought because it was <laughs> under impulse or I saw an ad or I saw a picture from someone. They would look really cute in this nice dress. I mean, it could just be a $15 item, but when you add all of these little purchases up that don't really add value or it breaks all of a sudden, then it can quickly accumulate into a big dollar amount that could have gone to a better investment. And putting this another way, don't try to skimp on trying to save $5 or $10 on items that you will repeatedly use because what if it breaks in two weeks due to the poor quality and then you'll have to buy an even better quality item and spend even more money when you could have bought it right the first time. I've had to learn this the hard way a lot of times. I am fully with you on this and something that I actually learned from Heidi, she said this once we were shopping And she said, if I don't see myself wearing this in 30 years, I'm not going to buy it. (laughs) I was like, that is such a smart way to look at your purchases in terms of like longevity. So we don't have to necessarily be talking about clothes, but if you're talking about appliances or items, like, do I see myself using this in the next five, 10 years? Will it last the next five, 10 years? And asking yourself that before making a purchase will save you a lot of money Mm -hmm. and better for the planet as well exactly I think we were at Madewell (laughs) I vividly remember seeing a sweater at Madewell and I really I really it caught my eye was it the tropical printed one yeah the the tropical girl I remember (laughs) like navy and white color yeah it got my attention but didn't end up buying it maybe (laughs) I should have bought that for you for your birthday oh (laughs) too sweet 
I'll check the availability on online. <laughs> Hannah's too sweet. All right, Hannah, what's your next lesson? Lesson number eight. Lesson number eight, going off what we just said about longevity and thinking about small purchases, sustainability is cool. And mm-hmm. sustainability has always been cool. Mm-hmm. But only recently has it become trendy. And I have a lot of thoughts on that. But for the sake <laughs> of this episode, I'm just going to stick to the first point that it's always been cool. And especially in this age of excess and all this hyper consumerism, I think we all need to incorporate at least a few sustainable practices into our lives so that our planet doesn't continue to burn and go up in flames. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> I know, right? So for me, I grew up in a very, like, I would call it pro-sustainability household. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, back then, it was called being cheap or being frugal. <laughs> and now times, I'm really happy to see that times have changed. Um, so growing up, I remember my family and I would compost all of our organic waste. And mm-hmm. we even used our dishwater to water our garden. Because I live in California. And I swear, we've been in a drought for like 20 years. <laughs> so that was just a few ways that we tried to like save some money on resources and also save our natural resources Mm -hmm. and I remember in college or like high school I used to try to hide the fact that I would reuse my Ziploc freezer bags oh my god (laughs) but I don't anymore yeah (laughs) because I mean those freezer bags were definitely not meant to be single use like they are some durable ass bags Mm -hmm. So I just really don't care anymore. And I will do, you know, I will reuse my Ziploc freezer bags and continue to wash them out. I want to challenge myself this year to reduce my consumption whenever possible. So whether that's being more mindful of shopping habits, or finding multiple ways to reuse things. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one aspect of sustainability that I've kind of overlooked or glossed over because I am a shopaholic. (laughs) no problem in being a shopaholic as long as you know your footprint and now you have to have a really cool goal of reducing your consumption you go girl I definitely resonate because this is probably really nasty but I pat my wet hands on my paper towel rolls so then the next time I use it it's dry and I don't have to like throw away clean paper towels that's not nasty water's clean (laughs) I mean, I like to think it's clean, but I know something like <laughs> this might become um, trendy in the next few years. You never know. Yeah, we'll start a trend, Hannah. <laughs> so for our ninth lesson, you are more adaptable and resourceful than you think. Change is something we either run to or run away from. So when we're met with a challenge or change in your life, Just think about how many times did you actually fail? Because if you look back, at least you were failing forward and learning at the same time. Um, When we're in uncomfortable situations, I think humans, we just have this fight or flight instinct to assess our resources, the environment, and really just challenge our minds to slowly adapt to whatever it is. Um, So just trust yourself. I mean, if you're dealing with the change right now, you'd be surprised by how you'll feel in a week or two because you've gotten used to it and you've grown to adapt to it. I like to think of it as like a year from now, Mm -hmm. we're probably going to have grown so much. And it's because of those challenges and the crap we had to go through that we are the person that we will be in the future. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So my next lesson along a similar vein is that failures mean that you're trying 
doesn't necessarily always have to be perceived as a bad thing. Um, For me, I got rejected from like 30 plus jobs before I landed the current one that I have right now. But I know that if I had never put myself out there and applied and been rejected all those times, I would probably be still at my previous job, which I didn't like. And um, I also didn't feel like that job challenged me or excited me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, progress comes hand in hand with multiple failures, but it's just Mm -hmm. that one time that you put yourself out there and you don't fail that makes all the difference. Exactly. It teaches you so many things more than successful. Yeah. And you'll only totally be totally successful if you failed. Otherwise, come on, you're not really challenging yourself. And it's just been a little too easy. And no one talks about their failures. So yeah, I hope that by LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. it's always celebratory <laughs> posts. So I think we need to share more about the ways that we are failing and trying. Yeah, this is so true. And I wish I took this more to heart in college when I was trying to find internships. It felt like the end of the world if I didn't have one lined up. Yep. By the end of fall, which is ridiculous. Like why why did we put these ridiculous timelines for ourselves and it really doesn't matter. As we mentioned before, everyone's timeline is different and everyone's point A to point B, the way you get there is different. So if you if it takes someone two job applications it can take you 50 job applications but it doesn't mean that you're any less worthy preach it girl (laughs) preach in here (laughs) so our 11th lesson is if you want to change your life then you need to make changes in your life inertia is a choice this sounds like a huge duh (laughs) but it is so true I always thought that people's lives changed due to a large percentage of luck. Either they knew someone or they came across an event. But most of the time, it's probably because of all the little changes that they made every day that resulted in a big difference when their time actually comes. So you might feel like you can't reach a certain goal or get to a certain place, but all you have to do is do something different today than what you did yesterday, and you'd be surprised by what the progress will, would look like in a year or five years, or maybe it might take 10 years, but just never stop trying and to continue to make changes in your life. My 12th lesson is to work smarter and not harder. So mm-hmm. for the longest time, I've always equated um, the number of hours that you've worked to how hard you're working. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that this is some leftover trauma from like being a student in the Bay Area. And we people would compare like, how late did you stay up studying or how many oh, hours did you no. study mm-hmm. when that doesn't necessarily equate to how successful you'll be. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, as I've been getting older, I value my time so much more than like bragging rights of how late you stayed up. <laughs> and if I can find a way to work really smart and get something done in 30 minutes versus an hour, like why wouldn't I do that? And we don't also have to brag about like, I worked 15 hours today. Like whenever I hear people say like they work 15 hours, I feel so bad for them. I'm like, that sounds horrible. (laughs) Like you're doing something wrong then. (laughs) No offense to them. Or not sometimes, but like (laughs) if you can find a way to do it in like 12, you should do it. So my 13th lesson is your parents are in parentheses sometimes. (laughs) right 
about your past friendships or mistakes or your past decisions. As we grow from being a teenager to a young adult, I mean, come on, no one likes to be told that they're wrong. But sometimes we actually are wrong and we don't have the peripheral ability to see what is in front of us accurately at that time in our lives. So maybe it's the hormones clogging our sight and our thinking. And so we should give our parents more credit for their advice because we have to remember that they were also once a teenager. They were once young adults also navigating through life. And we should respect what they have to say because their experiences are also valid too. Yeah. And judging by how many of our lessons that we're talking about today have been like already said to me before by my mom, (laughs) I think it's just very clear that sometimes they, I mean, they have so much knowledge and maybe sometimes the delivery of it could use Mm -hmm. some work, but I think we should just keep an open mind always. My next lesson is to forget about societal norms. Easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but don't let it dictate how you want to live your life. I think, um, I mean, for me, I grew up with the expectation that you need to work at a challenging, high-paying job and just continue to climb the corporate ladder and see how high you can get. And, you know, while I'm still in a relatively young phase of my life, I'm totally okay with doing this. But mm-hmm. as I go get older, I feel like my values are going to shift a lot. And I'm going to value my time with family, with friends, and also my health. <laughs> Can't be pulling yes. those 12-hour days in my, in my 50s. Um, but like once I get to that phase, maybe I want to transition to a lower-stress job. Mm-hmm. Or like you know something that might not pay as much, but mm-hmm. in return, I get more time back. And I don't think – I mean, none of us should let societal pressures impact that decision – Um, so like right now, I don't know what my ultimate dream job is, but I know what it's not. And Mm -hmm. I know that I don't want to be chained to my computer or my desk. And I don't want to have to sacrifice my relationships to, for, for money or for like titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, just thinking about if I'm 50 and I still have to be logging in to whatever meeting and like doing some type of work that honestly doesn't really matter at the end of the day (laughs) that Mm -hmm. would be a horror movie (laughs) and this bleeds really well into our 15th lesson and that is you are never too old to do anything you've been thinking about doing so don't make excuses don't let societal norms tell you that you can or cannot do anything I mean if you want to go back to school but you think you're too old that's false anyone we got grandpa's going back to school grandma's getting their going to get their bachelor degree true there is no age limit so why are you putting an age bias on yourself like if you want to change careers but you're but think you're too old all it takes is putting one foot in front of the other in a different direction and you'll slowly but surely get there so my next lesson is that confidence makes a huge difference Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think the reason why I've been kind of hesitant to be confident and kind of quote unquote brag about myself is because of my upbringing in some ways. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in an Asian household where we were told, like, don't brag about your accomplishments. And our right. parents, yeah, they wouldn't like always give us praise for doing mm-hmm. the simplest things. And so 
I feel like, and I'm not, this is not to blame them at all. It's just like the way I was raised. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just found it hard to own up to like my accomplishments and my Mm -hmm. strengths. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think is really important to do because we all have our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. but if we focus on just the things that you can improve and the things that are not quite there yet, we forget about our strengths and we all have them and we're all good at something and we need to be confident and we need to show, um, we need to show off our talents. We deserve to be uh, praised sometimes, but don't let it get to your head, obviously. (laughs) Oh, say it louder, Hannah. This is so (laughs) true. We're always taught to like, oh, don't be flashy. Don't be, yeah. Don't be like telling everyone, like be humble, be humble, be humble. But then it's like, Mm -hmm. shit, what, then when, when can I actually raise my voice and show the world that I actually accomplished somewhat of a good thing because then we'll just live our entire lives kind of undercover if that makes sense and that's sad yeah I think like working corporate Mm -hmm. the people who are a little bit more flashy a little bit um, who are more likely to own up to their accomplishments are rewarded in the end and they get recognized more because they're like putting it out there like I accomplished all these things so Mm -hmm that's something that I've also had to consider with my career. It's like, how are people going to know what I did if I always downplay my accomplishments and I don't Mm -hmm. speak up about it? Mm -hmm. So be confident in who you are. And that is also an excellent segue into my 17th lesson for you all. And that is be who you are and celebrate who you are. So instead of wishing you were more of this or less of that. Celebrate everything that is natural to you. I've been told so many times that I'm too sensitive. My laugh is too loud. Or I that- like your laugh. Your laugh is horrible. <laughs> Thanks, See? Anna. So cute. <laughs> Girl, you're going to catch me giggling every time. <laughs> or that I should be more outgoing or that I get too excited about the dumbest things. And you know what? Most of the time... The judgment comes out of good intentions, but at the end of the day, why are you changing and morphing yourself to others' subjective view of what you should be? If you like rom-coms that portray false perspectives of love, but they make you laugh and de-stress, then keep watching them proudly. If you like things that are deemed as quote-unquote basic, then who cares because they're basic for a reason. It must mean you're not the only person that likes whatever it is. So be loud and proud. Be reserved and proud and be whoever you are and own it, BBs. Own your life and own yourself. 100%. I used to be ashamed that I listened to K-pop. Look at how big <laughs> K-pop is now. There's like... BTS everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And like trends come and go. The things that maybe weren't cool back then could be explosively cool now. So it really just yeah. doesn't matter what you choose as your hobbies, as your interests. Just... Mm-hmm. Do what you do. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about balance in your life. This Ooh. is something that I've uh, I've seen two ends of the spectrum here, and mm-hmm. I'll use a financial example or a, a finance related example to illustrate this. Okay, talk me numbers. Let's go. Not so much about numbers, but <laughs> <laughs> like personal finance wise, perspective wise, I see people who use treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm, girl, treat yourself. <laughs> As I, feel like, I say that way too often to you. <laughs> but, but to Hannah, that's so true. 
other people maybe not sorry keep going <laughs> she enables me but yeah sometimes I see people saying treat yourself I'm gonna treat myself it, as an excuse for like lavish spending and just like spending money however which way they want so that's an extreme and the other extreme the other end of the spectrum is people who like refuse to have fun basically because they want to save every penny they want to get ahead in life or mm-hmm. like be the first one to buy a house or like hit a certain savings goal and I think it's all about balance like obviously you can't be blowing hundreds every day on what's expensive nowadays mm-hmm. no. nfts yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like doge coins or whatever yeah like you can't yeah. be doing that but at the same time like don't turn down an invitation to get dinner with someone because it's like oh i've already spent x amount of money this week like if you think that that experience is more important and you mm-hmm. value that person more than like whatever money you're gonna spend on that like you should go ahead and do it and have fun mm-hmm. maybe it also is connected to some type of karma i don't know if karma is the right word but you need money flowing in and out. And yeah. I say this because I remember during the summer, I was trying to like not spend as much money, but then boom, my car got rear-ended and that was like that was 1500 out of my mm-hmm. bank account. I'm like, hmm, that's probably because someone up there was thinking, okay, Heidi needs to let go a little, little cha-ching and here's a big fat check to come <laughs> out of my bank account. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways... My next lesson, our 19th one, is two or three years of your life, boys and girls, will not break or hurt you in the grand scheme of things. To use a personal example, when I first moved back home because of the pandemic, I really only wanted to stay for a couple of months. In my mind, the idea of having to live at home for more than half a year felt unfathomable and there's like just zero percent chance of me doing that. And I felt like I would be missing out on so much. And it is true to an extent. However, when you come out on the other side and you see the other ways that your life has improved, you probably wouldn't want to have it any other way. And so this is also true for wanting to start a class or start a new hobby. If you started when you contemplated a year ago, then you would be halfway or a third way done with whatever you wanted to complete. So our 20th lesson is to appreciate the life that you have right now in this very moment. Amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm the type of person who is very like, it also touches on, don't be afraid of aging. Yeah. I feel like every birthday that comes around, it's like, oh, we're actually getting old, yada, yada, yada. But like, there's beauty in aging. There's beauty in being 60 years old. 50 mm-hmm. years old, 80 years old, 100 years old. So why why does society make us feel like it's a bad thing when the older you get, the more you learn, the wiser you become, the more you can do with your life? It's just sad how people want to speed things up or slow things down. Yeah, the only way to prevent aging and to be young forever is to die. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that brings us to our 21st lesson and that is hindsight is always 2020. Just be kind to your past self. Regrets are real but as cliche as it is you would not be where you are today if it weren't for your past decisions. So you are where you are meant to be. Don't sweat it. Bays and bows 
You are where you are meant to be. I need to follow that. (laughs) And tip number or lesson number 22 Mm -hmm. is to complain less. And this is a tough one because your girl likes to vent. Um, (laughs) And Heidi knows this because I'll slack her sometimes when things aren't going well. We are each other's vent buddies. (laughs) Yeah. So I know that some people can find venting and complaining therapeutic and it can feel like taking a load off your chest. And I definitely feel that too for certain things. But I feel like when you do it too often or when you complain about the smallest things like, oh, this person cut me off or oh, the traffic is so bad today. <laughs> you might find yourself, and I used to complain about that a lot in LA, man, the traffic. <laughs> oh. But doing that too much, I think you can put yourself into this like echo chamber of bad thoughts and negative emotions and just bad energy. Mm-hmm. So like if something bad happened in my life today, holding on to that situation and constantly talking about it and and like reminiscing and dwelling on it is not going to make me feel better mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's just going to make me, it's just going to bring me down. So it's really best to let the small things go and, and don't sweat the the small things that kind of go wrong in your life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny how humans operate because when something bad happens, the first five to 10 minutes, it's like, I hate everyone. I hate mm-hmm. everything. But then you find yourself 10 minutes after like, oh, that, you know, no big deal. Not a big deal. NBD, yeah. life goes on. I'm fine. Truly, I'm fine. <laughs> so that's a good yeah. one, Hannah. Thanks. I feel that especially hard because I think I'm a very emotional person sometimes. So I just get very, <laughs> like, very heated and then just cool down immediately <laughs> afterwards. I'm like, yeah, maybe I need to chill a little bit. <laughs> you just go for a walk. Step away Exactly. From go for a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next lesson is to check your privilege often and show gratitude for what you have. Um, The reality of life is that we start on unequal grounds, largely due to the financial support or emotional support, like the families we were born into. Mm -hmm. And if you were to take that away and like we were born and we were just completely on our own, Mm-hmm. A lot of people would be struggling. So yeah. when I think about it that way, I'm always grateful that, you know, I have a family who mm-hmm. lets me live with them for like two years. Oh, they love you so much, Hannah. Yeah. And like, I'm grateful that, you know, I have them and they supported me through mm-hmm. all my years of schooling, emotionally, financially. Mm-hmm. So just check your p- privilege. Be grateful for what you have. And um, I think that will help with the last lesson, which is complaining less. Yeah. And this also goes hand in hand with check your physical privilege. Yeah. Like not everyone is born with 10 beautiful fingers or mm-hmm. a mind that will work fully functionally. We have people that have all sorts of different bodies, different physical genetics or makeup so just be like Hannah said be show your gratitude know what you have and help others when you can if you know that other people don't have maybe what you're able to offer um, be there for that other person or just be empathetic for what they're dealing with because we will never know the extent to what they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis so retweet Hannah that's a good one thanks girl So for our 24th lesson, getting close to 25, learn to protect your 
energy. This sounds hella deep and conceptual, but it is so helpful when you know your boundaries, when you know where and when to draw a line, and Mm -hmm. when you know when to say yes and no to things. Time is money and your energy is money, honey. Hannah, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yes. This one was (laughs) actually a lesson that we both thought of. So Mm -hmm. clearly it's very important to the both of us. Mm -hmm. It's so important to create your own boundaries and and don't be afraid to tell those like people in your life what those boundaries are whether it's your friends your family or for work Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to work I think that work-life balance is partially up to you Mm -hmm. and like you need to respect your time first Uh, I remember I used to complain to my family a lot about how like people would schedule lots of time on my calendar it would just be so overwhelming but like I clearly didn't respect my time enough because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell them to like stop putting so much time on my calendar. <laughs> so for me, I need to like stand my ground sometimes and be like, yeah, no, I don't think I can, I can make this and just politely and respectfully decline. Yeah, girl. Learn to say yes. Be comfortable. I'm mean, not saying yes. Say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The same goes for friendships, familial and romantic relationships. I mean, Sometimes I just want to be left alone mm-hmm. in my own thoughts and just do me and truly be alone. And I always feel guilty when I honestly just want to say no to a hangout or a meetup. But what good will I be for the other person if I'm just trying to fake it through and not genuinely want to be there with them? I mean, they'll yeah. probably also feel the vibe to vibe too and it'll be a lose-lose situation so better to just be upfront they'll understand if they're really your true friend or someone that understands you and another better time will come around to actually do what you both want to do yeah that's so true it's tough being an introvert living in in an extrovert's (laughs) world that (laughs) isn't girl exactly it is so hard I just want to be in my own bed, watching whatever I want to watch. The Taiwanese dramas. <laughs> I feel you. I'm the same exact way. <laughs> With Korean dramas? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Anna, take us home with our 25th lesson. All right. Our 25th lesson. Kind of a downer, mm-hmm. but also could be potentially very positive depending how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And that is that nothing lasts forever. So interpret that as you will. Um, You could think of it from the positive perspective, like nothing lasts forever. So this struggle or this trial that I'm going through in my life right now isn't going to last forever. Or you can, you know, it could be kind of sad, like nothing lasts forever. We're all gonna, we're all gonna die one day, right? (laughs) Like nothing is really permanent, even though we like to think that, you know, our lives and our legacies are permanent, one day they're going to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. So um, think of it as a way to you can think of it as a way to like comfort yourself Mm -hmm. or just make yourself aware that people are going to change throughout life. Uh, Things will come and go. People will come and go. Mm -hmm. So we need to be okay with that change. Sometimes I'm a I like to think of myself as an optimist, but I can be a really Debbie Downer. And I'll just say it. But even just like promises such as marriage that doesn't last forever I mean we hope it will but who knows and I just remember when I was in middle school 
every time I went to a violin lesson, my teacher would always ask like, oh, like, what are you looking forward to this week or whatever? And I would always mention, oh, I'm excited to do X, Y, Z with my friends. They're like my best friend forever. Every time I said like best friend forever, she'd, she'd be like, Heidi, there's no such thing as forever. And <laughs> that's deep. At, at that time, I just remember thinking, ouch, like, why you got to tear down my, my fantasy or like my good mm-hmm. life. But that is, it's so true. The sooner we realize that not everything will last forever, the better we'll cope and the more free we are to change. That's a great ending to our 25 lessons. So now we'd actually like to switch gears into an interesting topic that I believe many of us experience, but maybe don't vocalize. And that is birthday anxiety. So Hannah, what is birthday anxiety? From my understanding, birthday anxiety is this emotional state that a lot of people experience when they, when that time of year rolls around your birthday. Mm -hmm. So whether it's being uncomfortable that all of your friends and family are kind of like fussing over you and making a big deal over you, mm-hmm. or if you're not getting any thought from anyone <laughs> and you feel like everyone in your life has kind of forgotten about you, mm-hmm. or it could look like, you know, you're thinking back over your life's journey to date and you feel anxious because you haven't accomplished more and you feel like your life should be different um, than what it currently is. All of these things contribute to birthday anxiety. And I feel like as we get older, a lot of people begin to fear aging. We kind of touched on this in our 25 lessons or one of our 25 lessons. Mm -hmm. And although this is something that I think predominantly affects women, it isn't entirely gender exclusive. I think a good way to look at this from a different lens is stop saying things like, I'm so old. (laughs) Or I'm getting so old and Mm -hmm. replace it with, wow, I have so much experience. Isn't Mm -hmm. that a nice, nice change of change of pace, change of perspective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think social media and beauty standards always tell us that we need to look as youthful as possible. And I mean, there's obviously just another way for the beauty industry (laughs) to to manipulate us and take our money. (laughs) Yep. But they always tell us, you know, reverse aging or prevent signs of aging but it doesn't look at the perks of being one year wiser which is you know you're smarter you're more comfortable with who you are as a person you Mm -hmm. probably made more connections and had more happy experiences and like laughed more in all the years that you've been alive so I think we should look at that side of aging yeah it's all it's like when people start to develop wrinkles and it's it's just, girl, you have those wrinkles because you smiled more, you cried more, you experienced everything more. So don't erase those wrinkles. I mean, unless you really want to, but <laughs> that's a great point. Birthdays also remind us uh, of milestones that society pressures us to have attained by then. Um, Hannah touched on this earlier. It's a, I mean, a common one is, oh, by the time we're 30, we either need to have bought a house, we need to be married, we need to X, Y, Z. And if we don't meet those deadlines or expectations, then it inadvertently makes us feel bad about ourselves. There's nothing to be bad at 
feel bad about in the first place. We're totally fine where we are with where we are in life. For people in their 20s, especially, I feel like birthday anxiety hits us especially hard because the 20s are such a huge time period for transitions. It's like it's one of the few phases or time periods of life where you have friends who might still be in school and you also have friends who are getting married and you also have friends who are still trying to figure things out and picking up, you know, part time jobs here and there to pay the bills. Or you have friends who are literally having kids and already (laughs) buying homes. So just with so many phases of life happening around us and the 20s just being chaotic in general it's easy to use those people and their lives as like a baseline for how um, like quote unquote on track we are in our own Mm -hmm. lives. So for me, whenever I find myself falling into that trap, I just like to give myself a friendly reminder that those people can do them and I can do me. It's really as simple (laughs) as that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. am I ready to have kids right now? Like, no. So why, (laughs) why am I looking at someone who just had a kid and being like, dang, should I be doing that? Like, no, I shouldn't because I'm not like emotionally, physically, or financially ready to handle children right now. So life is not about checking off boxes. And I think Mm -hmm. you need to, we all need to enjoy where we are right now and go through life at our own pace, according to our own desires. There's that quote that's like, you are the author of your own story something like that and that is so true no one else can write your story because Mm -hmm. they're not you another common feeling that I think some of us may experience I know I experienced this is although I'm not a huge birthday gal for my own birthday and I would like to think that I don't have expectations for people remembering or to give me any gifts or whatever it somehow still affects me because If I don't receive a good amount of birthday wishes or gestures, then I feel that I'm not worthy in a sense. It sounds so shallow and I always tell myself to not have any expectations, but it really is inevitable because I still have some and it's just some weird reverse psychology shit because I just dislike and like birthdays, but I mostly dislike them because I dislike the person that I become on my birthday. I think that's totally relatable, especially with like, (laughs) you see people having big birthday celebrations and parties. Is it realistic to have a huge birthday party every year? Like, Mm -hmm. no, I think we need to accept the fact that like some years, yeah, you'll go big, you'll celebrate with a bunch of people. And some years, it's okay to have a quiet birthday if that's something that you would prefer to do. Um, And it's no expectation to like always go even bigger than the previous year. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like, fine if your birthday is just a normal day yeah I mean shit then we should just treat every day should be a birthday like why why treat yourself differently on a normal day when you should be treating yourself and loving yourself every single day of the entire year not just the day you came out of your mom's womb (laughs) plus one to that So with that, we hope that you resonated with some of the lessons that we've shared that we've learned in our 25 years of life. And also related to this concept of birthday anxiety, again, it's something that not a lot of people talk about, but I'm sure a lot of people feel. And so no matter what age you're in, just know it's never too late to make changes to make your life better. Um, You should always try to live your best life, not 
according to other people's expectations and do what makes you happy. Thank you for tuning in to our second episode, Another Lap Around the Sun. We look forward to our next episode and you can catch our latest uploads by following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear any lessons that you've learned throughout your life, so we welcome you to leave us voice messages through the link in the description. We also hope to see you on our Instagram at the.bbs.podcast where we share photos from our lives and what we get up to every week. That's it for now. Finger hearts to everyone.